Hey Radio Nonsense listeners, if your grotty bleaters, sorry, grown-ups, want to help support this podcast, then they can sign you up to the Linda Edition via Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus. The Linda Edition is a version of this very show where adverts appear as often as Linda does, which is never. Yes, including this annoying advert at the beginning. You'll also get the podcast a whole day earlier than everyone else, and you never know, if enough people sign up, there might be bonus content too. Get those grotty bleaters to hit the button on Apple Podcasts, or find the confusing link in the podcast blurb to do it on Acast+. Plus. Linda? You hear that, Linda? You have your own edition of the show, Linda? You are listening to... Comedy Club for Kids presents... Radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense. Hello and welcome to Radio Nonsense, the comedy club for kids podcast that's suitable for all ages from two and everything in between. Now, I would usually start by asking how you are or doing some sort of silly hello or pretending that I don't understand what some sort of word means. But I'm I'm not going to shilly shally here today. Um, that is partly because I, I don't even know how to shilly shally. I mean, what is a shilly shally? Do you wiggle your knees or is it more sort of in the arms? Oh, sorry. I said I wouldn't do that. Um, look, or rather listen, I'm worried today, right? I'm worried because it is weirdly, weirdly quiet at Comedy Club for Kids HQ. I mean, super weirdly weirdly super super quiet right have a listen yeah odd huh there's no noises at all i mean you could hear a pin drop but nobody's dropping any pins i mean nothing nobody's doing anything there's no farting animals there's no sounds of the stinky hippos fidgeting there's no linda making coffee linda linda why aren't you making coffee linda Hmm, actually i suppose that's that's normal isn't it linda never makes coffee or even turns up. Well, all right then, there's no sounds of Linda not making coffee, or even any sounds of the absence of Linda. My very large machine that makes noises in the corner isn't making noises. Um, There's no pigeons tap dancing on the roof. There's no weird squeak from my chair. There's no harumphing from Geoffrey the irate squirrel. Uh, I can't hear the yaks playing their favourite Yakamon computer games. There's no spooky wailings coming from my small collectible jar of ghosts. And... I can't even hear all the weird sounds you get every day, like the wind, or people with wind, or trees oinking, or the planet spinning, or, you know, any of those things. I'm just saying, it's very strange. It's very strange indeed, and I intend to find out what is going on. I mean, who's taken all the noises away? Is everyone just on holiday and they didn't tell me? Has noise been banned? And if it has, what, what am I going to do with this podcast? If it has, will I just have to record hours of silence for you not to listen to? Can you imagine what that would be like? Yeah, it'd be like this. Yeah, it's rubbish. Right, you can tell I'm concerned, aren't you? Well, maybe, hang on, maybe everyone's hiding from something. We all have to be very quiet till it goes away. Oh, I should have thought of that first, really. I'd better um, better get a lot quieter, just in case. Uh, okay, Um. so firstly, uh, just to say a very big thank you to Matthew for buying us a coffee, which we need because Linda still won't make any coffee at all or even turn up. Um. Actually... Once I've bought that coffee, um, or, or got that coffee that you've bought for us, who's going to make it quietly? This could be a problem now, couldn't it? Can I make a kettle boil in silence? Oh, I'll have a think about that. But anyway, thank you very much, Matthew. It's very kind of you. And 
The other thing I have to let you know is that our Radio Nonsense live show at the South Bank Centre in London on October the 26th is selling so quickly that if you would like to come along, uh, you will have to ask your rusty chicken need dollops, I'm sorry, grown-ups, to grab tickets ASAP at southbankcentre.co.uk or at the link in the podcast blurb. I'm so excited that so many of you are coming along. Um, if, of course, I'm allowed to make noise, then uh, I am slightly worried that the whole show would just have to be in silence. What will we do? Just sort of pull faces for an hour? I hope not. I mean, I hope we do get to pull faces, but not in silence. Uh, the other thing I have to tell you, just very, very quietly, is at the um, end of October, there'll be a special Halloween radio nonsense bit like we did last year. So I need some Halloween questions sent in. Anything at all that you'd like to know about spooky things, and I will get our Halloween guest to answer them. So please get those sent in, along with any other questions you need answering about anything else, any other time of year, um, jokes you want me to read out on the show, or anything else at all, then please ask your rusty chicken need dollops, I'm sorry, did it again, uh, grown-ups, to email me at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. And don't forget, you can check out our other Comedy Club for Kids shows at comedyclubforkids.co.uk and grab our t-shirts and books at comedyclubforkids.store. Okay, um, I'm going to creep around and I'm going to find out why everything is so quiet. Oh, hang on. Maybe I should stay very still and be very quiet. No, no, hang on. That's not going to work, is it? Or maybe I should only make noise in a high-pitched frequency so only bats can hear it. Like, well, I'm not sure I could do that for very long. That is hard. OK, I'm going to work it out. And while I do, you listen to this importantest bit. Oh my goshness, right here on this podcast with me today is the amazing Izzy Lawrence, a.k.a. Izzy Rascal, a.k.a. Izjamin Lawrenceton, creme fresh goose hat, the 12th, or as all our Western Frisian listeners will know you, set dat ashtableft, werem of jomoata de fur betelgi. But of course, you are most famous for inventing an app that lets users know where the nearest strawberry bio yogurt is at all times, for the controversial six-year battle beef that you had with everyone called Gerald, and most impressively, I think, for introducing the world to the fact that there are indeed eight different ways you can say shenanigans. Um, Izzy, it's lovely to have you back on the show again. How are you? Uh, shenanigans. It is brilliant. Oh, uh, to oh be back. no! I can't... I, wow, I didn't know... Again, you know, it's one of these things because we have amazing guests like yourself and they've done these brilliant things. And I, and I never want to ask them to do the thing that they're known for because, you know, it's, it's like sort of, you know, it's your time off or, you know, I'm not. It's, it's like when a comedian's got, when people speak to a comedian, oh, tell us a joke. It's like, well, not now. I do it on stage. Yeah. I, I didn't want to ask you to do the shenanigans bit, but that, that was spectacular. Well, shenanigans will follow, I'm <laughs> okay. sure. So we've got wow. we've got we've got three down now. That's three because shenanigans is obviously the original and sometimes the best. But I'm not going to over egg the pudding though because it is a you know it is my trick. And I'm not yes. going to keep yes. saying. Well, I mean, and what I I, I was amazed about is you know you were touring a, a what a three hour big show where you just sort of just with those eight pronunciations you'd spread it over the time you kind of go into the history of each one and it was fascinating. 
Well, I mean, etymology of um, shenanigans is oh a uh, is 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 a thing that I am very up on, and I don't want to ruin that show because you know I have made. Um, I mean, it's most popular with insomniacs, and they do come just to get some sleep during the second hour. Sure. So I don't sure. want to. I don't want to really sort of ruin it for them. I don't want to get anybody too excited. So uh, we'll leave it of there course. with just those four. I think. And you're yes, halfway yes. through. Halfway through. Yes, which I mean, it's it's a lovely place to be, and, and I should say for the listeners, you, you know, by you talking about people sleeping through that show, that's kind of intentional because, as the one you mentioned earlier, that's the shh in Nanigans. Yeah, exactly. Kind of leads exactly. I mean, It's very. It's, it's very the librarian clever. insomniac mix that we get. You see, you want the shh of the librarian. Also on the beach, some people like to bring a towel to oh. that part of the show. Yes, yes. I mean, there's um, there's so much to it, and I, I, you know, I, I'm constantly in awe of of the work you do into areas such as this. Um, and and are you, are you, you know, obviously that tour is still ongoing. Obviously, um, you know, you're still sort of pushing this the strawberry bio yoga app. But but how are you? You busy with other things? Are there other things that you can tell us about? I'm busy writing books. I've got loads of books coming out. So that is that is mainly what it is. Wow. Unfortunately, lacking the word shenanigans because I don't want to over-egg the pudding. Also, oh, sure. no creme fraiche in any of the books. So wow. I just want to add, add that. But they are, I've got Blackbeard's Treasure, which is coming out in January. So with your Christmas money, you know, all those people who give you book tokens because they're really boring, spend yeah. your book tokens on Blackbeard's Treasure by Izzy Lawrence. It's a really good book. And in the future, and we're not sure what we're calling it we think we're going to call it the time machine next door um that's going to be out in uh april i think so i'm busy oh, writing books at the moment it's very very boring because you sit on your own and you just tap at a screen and you go slightly mad and then you speak to people on the internet is that is that so is that how you write books so books don't you don't just sort of like shout words onto a page or there's you, you know, can do but it doesn't right. get them down any faster and also the spelling sure. goes a bit wonky so i prefer right. like most of writing if you ever want to know what writing looks like mm. it's mainly like somebody sort of checking to see if there's anything on the ceiling that's mainly what writing looks like and the actual writing is just typing um wow. which happens very quickly because you have to think of it all because right. some of the books I write are really short, but they take just as long as the books which are really long. Because you have all the stuff has to happen. Just because you don't write everything down doesn't mean you don't think about it. Now, can I just check, if, you're, if you're looking at stuff that's on the ceiling? I assume that's kind of for you're you're waiting for um, you know ideas to fall into your head. But what happens if there is stuff on your ceiling? Right is that distracting that. or does it help? No, no, you're right about that. That is why a lot of Blackbeard's Treasure have got things like spiders, bits of jam, some snot. Mm. Um, all of that is in there. But I've made right. be changed like the bit of snot to like a parrot, or I might have oh, changed, wow. you know, the 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 cobwebs and stuff into like the sails of a ship. So that is how wow. that's how it changes, really. But yeah, you need to you need to basically. Sometimes I shut my eyes and screw my you know my my whole face in smallest places possible, and then if you get rid of all the face and get it into a small place as possible, you've got more room for ideas. Is that so, how it works? So ideally, ideally, were someone to have just an incredibly small face, they could probably yeah. write some amazing They've got loads books. of ideas, yeah. Got really yeah. good ideas, got a small face, and that's the rule. Right. The thing is, though, it's very difficult to like speak out those ideas because your mouth's really tiny. Yes. Uh, and that, that's yes. a big issue for some people. Some people actually get surgery to make their mouths a bit better, and for the first like five minutes after surgery, it's just brilliant ideas come out, and there's nothing left. 
And that's got to be really hard because once they have the surgery, the mouth gets bigger. But then, of course, fewer ideas because they haven't got yeah. as much space in their head for the And ideas. also, nobody can hear the ideas properly because when it comes out, because the mouth opening was really small, gets really big, it just goes <laughs> when it comes out and you can't actually hear the ideas. It's quite sad. It's very unfortunate. And, and of course, yeah. they've, they've written all those books because they're small face, but then they go to the book readings or they, they go to schools to read bits of the book and it, it just comes out as fart noises. And... Yeah. I mean, so, sometimes so. Um, like it happens at really bad times. So sometimes you get the surgery and it doesn't work until you're halfway through a really important acceptance speech. Like say you have to like, like you, you've won the Nobel Peace Prize and occasionally halfway through your speech about the Nobel Peace Prize, you just go <laughs> and um, everybody has to, and nobody can laugh as well because it's really very serious when you win a prize I mean, like that. Incredibly serious. You know, mm. I, I do... And, you know, I mean, and I, and I, I suppose also someone's probably annotating that, and they have to write down every little of the noise for future minutes, so that you know exactly. future generations can look back and see what. And there's lots of people. I mean, I based my show shenanigans on you know the different types of spelling and everything else, and actually spelling is really difficult. Um, then there's lots of arguments among the big like word scientists about how best to spell different fart noises effectively, because that's also important in diagnosing who's got the stinkiest bottom is the natural noise. Because sometimes it isn't that it's a sort of noise, a sort yes. of questioning yes. fart occasionally. Yes. And that's, yes. you know, sometimes that's actually a deep philosophical thought that needs to be interpreted. That's amazing. Well, sometimes it's whale song. Is it sometimes it's probably... Sometimes yeah. It's well, whales don't, you know, oh, whales yeah. don't fart and they don't poo at all. What? Which, no, this oh, is true. They well, how else do they get so big? Oh, my goodness. I is mean, that they why, do... Is that, are the noises their sort of discomfort because they always yeah. leave poo? Is that, they sound like they're poo. Yeah. This is, yeah. yeah. That explains a lot. That does explain I a lot. I mean, you never see it, do you? I mean, if you go to, like, you know, an aquarium where they've got killer whales and stuff, you never see a teenager with a big net at the side fishing out a lump of, like, killer whale poo. No. And there's no flush in those tanks. So, you know, obviously they don't poo. My goodness, I had no idea. I mean, that's that's astonishing because I know I know whales sick, don't they? There's like their sick is really special. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like called is it ambergris? Is that the term? And it's look like at really you fancy. knowing all the words. Yeah, I know. All the, I know. Well, I know uh, three of the words, and that's made into posh lady smelly perfume, isn't it? That's it, isn't it? So they can yeah. walk around going, "I smell like whale puke." Mm, yeah, because really um, it's really really important when you're a grown up to smell like whale puke because it means that you're really fancy. Mm. And also people probably think, well, they, they don't poo. Mm, you smell like that, you definitely don't poo. Well, exactly. I mean, only only common people poo, really. And like really posh people just keep it in. Mm. And uh, that's, that's why. And it's also, you know, ironically, why the toilet's called the throne. Because in right. posh people's houses, they actually have a throne room and they don't have a toilet because they don't need one. They just go sit on velvet for a while. Of course, of course. Yes, I mean it, it, that does explain quite a lot about people spending, especially sort of royalty, spend many time, much time on the throne because you're very yep. posh. You just a lot of poo. Exactly. Lot of poo to hold don't need in. to. Don't need to poo. That is fair. I, I wanted to just go, just go back there, you know, because you are writing your books, and you also said that sort of typing f farts is is particularly difficult. I just wondered, mm. um, you know, I don't want to do any spoilers for for your upcoming books, but have you had to type a fart? And if so, what's your preferred lettering? What What do you go for? 
I mean, I think the subtlest type of fart is often the funniest. So if there's a pause on a conversation, you can write F dash F dash F dash F dash P H H T. That that noise I think is perfect for summarising a sort of like quietly released, um, silent but violent. I believe they're called. Beautiful. That's poetic. I would say that's poetic. In that. Uh... Thank you. I can, I mean, you know, the, the, the onomatopoeia of just like reading that and I can hear it as you, as you spell exactly. it. So that's beautiful. That is beautiful. Um, could, can I ask, does, does Blackbeard's treasure fart or is, is this a, for the, one of the, or are there farts? Well, I books? had to make, Blackbeard's treasure is historically accurate. So I think I made it so that there's one bit I cheat on, which is Charles Vane's ship comes to Nassau, which is like the pirate kingdom where all the pirates hang out. In my book, he's there a couple of days before he would have got there in reality. But other than that, it is bang on accurate about when things happen and what ships are involved and who was on each ship, etc. So unfortunately, the historians don't write about how much pirates fart. They write about how much they drink and how much they like stab people. And they write about how much ship explodes and they burn down towns, but not so much about how much they fart so i've had to improvise the amount of fart i put in there and i think i leave it with just the right amount so you're aware that people fart but it isn't all fart noises sure sure yeah i can see that being a problem i i'd have i'm amazed that it's not been documented before not least because i would thought pirates would say fart which is i just want to write well, quite a lot blackbeard would have because blackbeard was from bristol so that is an right. accurate thing that you're saying so yeah but some yes. of them like charles vane he was from london so he oh. was from um fart. um well, sorry the fart, mate. It, it just, exactly a, he was talking like that yeah. And there would have been, and there would have been like um, uh, Scottish pirates as well as a few Scottish pirates, but a lot of pirates like Black Caesar. He was from Africa, so he would have had like you know he possibly spoke languages like Yoruba, and he would have had a Nigerian accent or something like that. And there are lots of pirates who um, were from you know Africa or from the islands themselves in the Caribbean. So yeah, they have. And there's all different like languages that go on. I think in my book, there's like seven different languages that people have had to spell it right and everything. It's really quite difficult. But don't worry if you don't know them all because like, kind of, it kind of matters, but it kind of doesn't matter. If you know all these languages, like if you know Dutch, you're going to be really like, you're going to know what's going on before anybody else does. So I mean, if you can read that. Dutch. Is, is it, did they all have parrots and did the parrots speak all the different languages as well? They did. The parrots definitely spoke whatever they like because they're parrots. Parrots can do what they like. But they did have parrots. And the, the reason they had parrots rather than like something like dogs is that parrots, they don't need much water. And when you're on a ship right. and you're going from island to island, like this, you don't get fresh water very often. And like dogs can't drink rum uh, because they'll be sick yeah. and die. And as dog sick, you can't make nice perfume about it. it just no, stinks at no, the pirate no, ship. Nobody no. wants that. No. But parrots, like they can eat the crackers that the pirates could eat. So Polly wants mm. the crackers. They have these biscuits that they dunk in stew. Parrots happy with that, and so they're actually really good for sea travel. That's why they That's had them. Amazing. Well, also it's very hard to balance a dog on your shoulder. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, unless it's a really small dog, but especially big dogs, quite hard to balance. And I'd have thought taking a dog for a walk on on a ship is quite hard. Yeah, yeah I think really so. A good run around, does it? 
No, I mean, I, there is a dog in um in my in my book called Governor Walker, um, who is the governor of the Pirate City. Um, vaguely true that. Um, but yeah, no, and and he stays on the island. He doesn't bother getting on a ship. He doesn't want to get on a ship. He's like, you know, goes into the water and then they're in trouble. You know, so there's, there's, exactly. I can see it. It makes perfect sense to me now. Is uh, I love the I I love that a dog governed uh, a city, and I, I would like to see that more in yeah. life. That's, that's I think I think to be honest, I think I think instead of like because I know we got King Charles on the banknote soon. Mm. I think instead of on our coins having King Charles, we should have all of the little dogs. I think that would be amazing. Yes, yeah, I would like that. I would really like that, and people would be so happy handing over money if it had a little dog on it. Yeah, if you have a corgi on your coinage, that's going to make people happy. And you could have, instead of like, you know how they've got heads and tails, you know how cute corgi's bums are? You could have the corgi's head on one side and have its bum on the other side. And I think that would be really good. Well, you know, and also we're missing out the fact that they could just have a King Charles Spaniel on, on all the Exactly. <laughs> Maybe have those on like the pound coins and the corgis on the pennies or something. Yes, yes. I think it's a, it's a wonderful idea. And I, 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 I mean, I'd historically, sign a petition for it. Yeah. Historically, Britain was famous for its dogs. When the Romans invaded us, they wanted our tin, they wanted our grain, they wanted us as slaves, which they we took got taken back to Rome and used as slaves and stuff. But also, they wanted our dogs. They were the big British exports of the Iron Age were British dogs. Wow! wow. So historically, like that's like even British... older than the Queen. So we got taken as slaves, and the dogs went and had a fancy life. Like without yeah. us, that's like yeah. that's like reverse dog life now. I think that's amazing. Yeah, wow. I I, I like it. Yeah. I like you know, and our tin. We had nice tin, tin mines. That's what the Romans liked. Yeah. Who doesn't love a bit of British tin? I have a little exactly. nibble on it now and then. And uh, oh, it's you know, tasty. How else can. are they going to keep their baked beans fresh? Well, that's incredibly important. Incredibly exactly. important. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, Izzy, I, I'm so excited. Your, your books sound uh, so exciting and um, already already feel that we've learned so much. Obviously, I've asked you on the podcast today because I've got a very big question that I have to ask yeah. you. But before we get there, we've got the admin. We've got the bits we have to do. And, yeah. and the first one is uh, you, you, you've been on this show before and, and you know how it works. Um and, and you gave us a brilliant favourite noise before, but I want to ask you again, you know, this is an audio podcast. Our listeners yeah. hear this mostly with their ears, sometimes with their knees or their bums. We don't discriminate. But I just wondered if you had a favourite noise that you could give them uh, for, for this appearance. See, I can't remember if I did the uh, car noise last time. Did I do the car noise? Do you, do you remember? I did do the car noise, didn't I? I think you did the car noise, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I won't do that again because that would be silly. Um, what I will do is I will do the noise of, um, which is basically my dad who's turning into a cupboard. So if I say, if I say, hi, dad, how are you? He will go, uh, I'm all right. So, and it's a lovely noise. And he does it every single, you could ask him any, so like, dad, did you watch the news earlier? Uh, I did. Uh, it's good. It's almost like popcorn. It's incredible. Are you are you concerned he is turning into a cupboard? And if so, what will what will be stored inside him? Will it crisps, tins? Like, like I mean, there's lots of information inside him. Mm. I think there's also like he seems to like swallow things like handkerchiefs quite a lot. He has a lot of hankies, and they they tend to end up somewhere. So he must eat right. them. 
So he might um, be one of those cupboards that is like one of those drawers that's just full of all sorts of bits and bobs. I don't think there's much useful stuff in there. Mm. Um, I think it's mainly, yeah, handkerchiefs, um, books that he put down, his reading glasses, they'll definitely be in there um, somewhere, possibly behind all the toffees that he loses his teeth on. Yes, right. Yeah. A useful cupboard full of toffees and, and reading glasses. It could be... I assume there's probably a Basically torch. Yeah. 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 I think possibly some keys that don't seem to open anything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is it everyone has a cupboard like that and, and maybe that's maybe that's where it comes from, you know. I don't, maybe I don't that's know. maybe that is like yeah. a relative of yours that cupboard and you should be nice yeah. to it. But you know, you can tell by the noise it makes. If you open a cupboard and it makes no noise, it's not it's not if it goes yes. it's definitely a relative, I think. Wow. Well, well I, you know, I hope you know, I, I hope your dad's happy turning into a cupboard. That's what I mean. It sounds like he's already very good at it uh, yeah. from that noise. So thank you. I mean, that was a fantastic noise. Thank you very much. Um, and uh, the other thing, of course, I have to ask you is that, you know, this this podcast is suitable for people of all ages. Every mm. age you can imagine. Can you imagine an age of interest? Or? 14 and a quarter. Yeah, absolutely, that, uh, absolutely fine. Fourteen quarter, absolutely, absolutely fine for all ages. Not one hundred. Long story, but every other age, um, yeah. even Bronze Age, absolutely fine. And so, I just have to check if there are any rude words you won't be saying on this show. Um, I, w- I won't be saying the word pump because okay. I think it's just it's got too many toilet com like it's just wrong. Yes, and yes, it begins and ends with a P, and it's just too much. Yes, but but you know, somebody does does a pump from their bottom. I suppose that is easier to write in a book than some of the other fart noises. Yeah, and and that just shows a lack of creativity on the part of the writer. Mm. So, so I just he, don't like the word pump. I think it's wrong. I you know I I don't disagree, and I definitely wouldn't use the word pump on this on this show whatsoever because it is. I mean, we'd get so many complaints. We'd get letters and exactly. letters, and like actual le- people would handwrite letters. They'd It'd be just like double Yeah. Yeah, just absolutely, just like, big, like a big, a big A, a big R, something like that, you yeah. know. And and it it would be, I I wouldn't know what to do with them all. I'd have to put them in alphabetical order. It'd take me a long time. And mm. you know, but but I do, yeah. I I I think I I understand that you are banning this not only because it's a terrible, horrific, offensive word, but also because it's lazy. It's a lazy word for fart when yeah. there are other there are other brilliant Better. words like tr- trouser what about parp parp begins with being parp's P fine P, parp's but, fine because yeah. it's got that sort of like ah, consideration yes. in the middle of it it's yes. parp yeah. but it's, whereas pump you're just confused you're like it's like um mm. pum it's just yeah. yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't they are onomatopoeic noises for farts but it's just the worst one Yes, yes, there is. I mean, there there are times in Leamington Spa they have a royal mm. pump room. They do have a. Funny. They have one that of those in Bath spas, the right. pump room. Yes. And you just yeah. imagine, I was reading a book by Jane Austen, who wasn't actually yes. that posh, but I was reading a book by Jane Austen, and it was set in Bath, and they were all about going to the pump room. And you just imagine a room that stinks yes. of like Regency yeah. women farting. But it's, it's as you said, posh, you know, posh people don't poo because of the whale. You know, it's the whole, yeah. the whole whale smell, and and they sound like they're trying to understand. Yeah, yes, and so they have to go somewhere to release all the farts. So I assume they exactly. need a pump room to release for that the farts. purpose. Yeah. It must make sense. But the thing is, they wear those big frocks, don't they? So you can contain the frocks uh, yes. uh, to contain the farts when you you know underneath your big dress because that's why they've got yeah. the big skirts. And you can go around with all the farts contained underneath. Not by the way, historically they didn't wear knickers because knickers weren't invented then. So ha, that's a the thing. They have bare bottoms under there. Oh right? my goodness. Uh, 
They have petticoats and bare bottoms. I know. Anyway, and so they fart, 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 fart under, under the skirts, and then they go into the pump room, and then they just release. Wow. And all the farts go into the pump room, and they can go out all fresh. Wow. And then some poor person at the end of the day would have to go in and open all the windows. Exactly. Exactly. Some horrible job. Where it's like, oh, and they and Jane Austen doesn't window. cover that. So she doesn't. She doesn't. No. And I think there's a, there's a whole pump and prejudice that could have been a great one. They could have. Um, I think it's a bit rude days. of. Yeah, it w- it would have been a bit rude to put that on the cover, though. Surely. Yes, it would have been. And also, as you point out, pump is a horrendous word, and therefore they mm. wouldn't really. No one would be able to read it out loud. No. Uh, but yeah, they tricky. called it the pump room. So she obviously wasn't that shy about it, was she? Very true. It's very true. Well, you know, like, I appreciate you not saying pump on this podcast, and I, I definitely won't say pump on this podcast. And hopefully, the listeners at least will will be safe. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Thanks. No, no, no. Thank you. Thank you. And and look, you know, obviously, the main reason I've got you here, apart from all, all this the fantastic knowledge and and, and the shenanigans uh, phrases as we've heard about before, but. I've had this question sent in. This question's been sent in by Emmett, who is seven. Although he's put seven in brackets, so I don't. I'm not good at maths. I don't know what that means. If it's like Emmett, I mean, he's got to multiply it by something outside the bracket. Well, it only says Emmett and then seven in brackets. So, do so we it's have to Emmett to the multiple of seven. Right. It's, so it's like seven times Emmett. That's how good he is. Wow. Wow. That's like, that's like one Emmett, Emmett for every day of the week, Emmett. That's, I mean, that's impressive. And that would be handy, wouldn't it, as well? Because then you, yeah. you only have to be an Emmet on one day of the week and the rest of the week. Exactly. And then you could be whoever you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I, well, that's, I mean, I've never had an Emmet to the power of of seven or the seven. Yeah. Is that how I say Emmet to the power of seven? Emmet to the mul- multiple Emmets. I think what it's to the, the power of, I'm not sure. I, yeah. I, I didn't do very well at maths. I'm more of a no, word lady. Yeah. I was terrible. I do like pie, but beyond that, I'm very, yeah, I find it very tricky. Um, will it will emit brackets seven? Um, uh, open bracket seven, close bracket. Emmett sent in. My name is Emmett, which I mean that's a good start because yeah. you know just clarify. Introductions are important. I lo- I'm ve- it's very helpful. And didn't say my name is Emmett. Uh, Wednesday Emmett, Thursday Emmett. It didn't specify which Emmett of yeah. the seven Emmets has sent this in. But anyway, we'll get to the question. And and he has asked where I live. There are these tall buildings called flats. I don't get it. Why are they called flats? They're not flat. They're really tall. Why aren't they called talls? Please help. Izzy. Well, I can... First of all, it's a very good point. I mean, can we all understand that this is an amazing thing that Emmett's pointing out now? The boring grown-up answer, which is what you don't want, but I'm going to give it to you anyway, is that flats come from the old English word flats, which literally means the floor. And so if you have your floor and living space all on one level, it's therefore a flat or a flat. That is where it comes from, Emmett. I'm sorry, that's historically boring. And when you stack them on top of each other, there's more than one and they pluralise it because they're boring grown-ups and they're boring, they're stupid. I once got in trouble, right, because I didn't get in trouble, but it was embarrassing because I was like, I was proper grown-up. I was like 15 or something. And the teacher said what you know what level is the car park on of this building or something and she had a diagram there and i wanted to say that it was on the 12th floor but then i thought the floor is not is that what it is on and then i got confused about the word floor because it's not the floor it's on the 12th because it's really high up and i remember the other word stories 
because sometimes they're called stories, yes, aren't they? Yes, and I like a good yeah, story. I like that. Mm, yeah. Exactly. So I, I and and in the end, I panicked, and it was in front of the entire class, and I said "floris," and that oh, wow. was humiliating. But what I think they should be called, you see. <laughs> I think flats is the wrong word. I think Emmett has a very good point. Also, because it gets mucked up because like all the musicians listening, it's like, no, flats is like when it's really like a bad tone instead of it's like the opposite of sharps, yeah. right? And you're just like, yeah, fair enough. Also, all the mums who like wear um, like high heel boots and stuff, occasionally they don't put on their heels, they put on their flat shoes and they're called they're flats. flats. So it's confusing. Yes, yes. And we have a word. Flat as well. You can have a flat we have a we have a really cool word for a, a, an apartment, like a house that's all on one level, and that is called a bungalow, which is an amazing yes. word. Everybody likes it. So if you get a load of bungalows and you stack them up, we should call them bungahies. Bungahies. Oh, I love it. That's an amazing idea. Yes. Yes. 15, 15, would you still have to say 15-story bungahies? Or you'd have I think to say you could. 15... 15 bunga highs high yeah i I love it i'd love to live in a bunga high a bunga high sounds really cool because like bunga is a great word and like you know and it's not low because it's not unless you're on like the bottom level one and then you're in the bungalow and everything else is in the bunga high and you could be on like fourth fourth bunga high and it makes sense because it's high and they're bungalows but stacked and is, is it, are they called bungalows because you just sort of bunged everything in them and they were quite low? And then possibly so high, you just bung everything in them, but they're high, like, you know, I is think that, is that I, think... I assume that's what because that's what I think of when you bung, you just, I'll bung it in, bung it in there. I reckon, I reckon it's possibly like from Gujarati or some sort of like Indian word, I think, because like pajamas don't have anything to do with jam. And you think they will is, do, yeah. but actually, yeah. and they're probably because you know, like how like words like come into English so we nick them off people mm. so like the the famously I think we went to Australia and um somebody said oh what's that animal over there what's that called and the guy said I don't know uh in his local language and that was kangaroo uh I think that's wow. a bit hypocritical but that that is yeah but there like there's there's like we we name things twice because we don't understand that people are just telling us what they are and they're like the river Avon Avon means river. So we're calling it the river river. There's like the Torpenhauer Hill. Pen is Welsh for hill. Tor is Norse for hill. (laughs) How is Anglo-Saxon for hill. And hill is hill. So we call it like the Torpenhauer Hill, hill, hill. It's up, you know, by the lakes. But yeah, everything is just called hill, 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 hill. Imagine being living on the road, 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 road. I mean, it's, it's, it's what, I mean, cause like there's couscous, right. And that's straight yeah. up just the same word twice, but they're not pretending that they've given it a different name that means the same thing. Yeah. So I quite like the brazenness of couscous. It's You've got like, to be right. very careful when you say couscous that you don't attract cats. Yes, that's very, that's very true. And it is, it is a danger actually, especially in the couscous factory like, regularly. And cats by... are ultimately disappointed because cats don't eat couscous. No, they get all excited no, coming because they think, oh, a tin of jelly. No, no. Wait, Dry flecks of stuff. Yes. Yeah. And, but what I, what I wanted to ask was, you know, just back to the, the flats in the, if, if flat, was it flat? What was the real word? Flat? It's fleck, flat, I think. Flat. Fleck. Fleck, which just means like flat, like the flat ground. Yeah. So why don't we it literally, it literally means the floor. I think it's Scottish for the floor, but it's Old English for like 
the ground or the right. bit we're on. So really, we should be calling everything we walk on flats. Like I'm just walking yeah. down the flats to. Yeah, unless you're on a hill, you know. in which case it's a tor oh, yeah. or a pen or a how. Yeah. So you know, I, I just, I just, you know, that it's a lack of imagination from people and yes. bunga highs. That's what they should be called. I, I mean, I, I don't disagree at all. I think bunga highs is a is a much better. But I mean, you, you also brought, you know, you, you mentioned stories earlier, and I'm. Yeah. I'm all for things being more stories everywhere. Like, you know, I've just got to go up. I've got to go up this tower of stories. Like that sounds yeah. really magical. Imagine, you know? imagine therefore if you had like a block of flats and they were on stories instead of floors. So you call them stories and then you could be on like the, like um, the murder story or the mystery story, or yeah. you could be instead of like one, two, three, four, you could have romance just above um, yeah. like crime well, you could have. I mean, you know, lots of books. There are different parts. Like, if you get a, if you, if you, you can read, uh, you know, book one in a series all the way to book seven, and each floor could be a different part of the book. You work <gasps> your way up, and you get to the very end at the top. You could be. Well, you could have like a Harry Potter one where you could start on the Philosopher's Stone and end yeah. up at the <laughs> Deathly Hallows. But then the the top floor would be huge. It would be, be a really so big. big, and the bottom floor would be really tiny, and that would make the building. Well, you could have like very small people living at the bottom and really tall giants at the yes. top. Yes, you could Which do is that. How I think houses should be made. You know, just make or size wise. Yeah, you can have you have really thick people at the top, couldn't you? Because the books are really thick, so really stupid people. <laughs> Don't call people thick and stupid. It is not nice. <laughs> I just thought by, by thick, I just thought you meant sort of like really hench, really like you know they're, they're thick, oh no yeah yeah they could be like really yeah, like just, they uh, could just huge well yeah because you have to be really strong to lift up those books all by well, yourself exactly I think exactly yeah and possibly hard backed you might have to have with mean, a strong spine you know to, yeah yeah to carry them all in your book bag yeah. but yeah I, I'd like to live in the goosebumps flats I think I, have my, oh, I like the goosebumps ones could get a bit they're fun though, couldn't it a bit, bit creepy and scary but also a lot of fun. I think that'd be good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. See, I, I think that that's, that's it. You mentioned earlier there could be like a murder mystery one, but that would be too scary because... Well, it could be, but you could be like living with all the police and stuff. So wouldn't the police live in all the crime flats? Because they'd be... So you, all the Sherlock Holmes ones, because Sherlock Holmes wrote loads. But imagine if like, you invited well, him around for dinner and them. then you'd have to but, sit yeah. around the table and go, I've gathered you all here for a reason. And it would be... Yeah. You wouldn't just be able to have a nice chat. You'd have to go around and... Say why each one is the possible, you know, suspect. Although I've been rereading the Sherlock Holmes. It's written by a guy called Arthur Conan Doyle, who was really weird. He was a Victorian guy, right? And he believed in fairies, right? And also, he was the first person to judge. Guess what competition he was judging? Go see Ooh, if you can guess. Um... This is true. This is at the Royal Albert Hall, right? The big place, the oh, wow. first okay. ever of these competitions in London. Uh, is it the cheese rolling competition? Oh, I thought it was the cheese rolling. Co- no, okay. it was Mr. Olympia. It oh was the bodybuilding competition. I was going to go for Eurovision next. I'm, I'm Mr. Olympia, I would never ever have got. Exactly. Never... So that's, that's who you want judging yes. like all of these like really muscular guys to say who looks mm. the best in their boxer shorts. Who who should we get to do that? <laughs> yeah, the guy who wrote Sherlock Holmes, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. That wow. makes sense. Wow. It was a weird I mean, what, time back then. It's a very weird time. Very weird time. Just, um, you know, Sherlock Holmes or Sherlock Bunga Highs? 
Exactly. Wouldn't you rather he lived because he lived in a flat? He, he lived in a bunga high in Baker Street. Yeah. 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 What was it? Was it thirty six A? I can't remember the number. Twenty one B, isn't it? I don't know. Twenty one B, probably that. Something like yes, that. It was. Yeah, that was better. I just made up. Baker Street. Thirty six A is where I used to live somewhere. Not on Baker Street. <laughs> I didn't live on Baker Street. Um, <laughs> I confuse Sherlock Holmes's life with my own, which happens every day when I wear my little hat and smoke my pipe oh, and solve mysteries. Exactly. Well, you do solve a lot of mysteries, so all, is... all the time. Yeah. Exactly. Although you, I mean, you've helped to. me today, you, you've helped solve Emmett's mystery, which is is amazing. And I and I think we can. I, I would like to start a campaign really to to get them changed to bunga highs. I think I think people would be more excited about living in bunga highs you know i, I live think in a flat, so. and i don't like going oh, i live in a flat i'd much rather say i live in a bunga high yeah i live in a big block time. of bunga highs that would be amazing yeah. that's right yeah. that's right well uh, you know let's hope let's hope that we can change this word forevermore and, and, and thank you izzy thank you for your knowledge and, and i guess you're back to uh writing now or have you got have you got anything on your ceiling that's going to help Oh, there's nothing I'm missing. Well, there's there's a picture of Carter Mandua, who is a queen from the Brigantes tribe, which I'm currently oh, writing about. Um, so I'm going to write about her, a man called John Scoggin, who you would love. You would love him because he was the jester to Edward the Fourth, and he was a very funny man. He told his right. He told the Queen of England that his wife was deaf, and she had to talk really loudly. And then he told his wife that the Queen was deaf and she had to talk really loudly. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, both of these women were just yelling at each other right next uh, to each other. And the King was uh, uh, having a very funny, funny laugh at the time. a top quality prank. Exactly. Top quality prank. I'm very Very impressed. good time. I'm very impressed. Your ceiling so, is also way more interesting. Mine has just got some lights on it, so I, I've, oh. I'm, I'm very jealous. But well, it sounds, it sounds absolutely brilliant. And and good luck with the writing. Good luck with the, the staring at the ceiling. You. Good luck Thank with you. the shenanigans tour. And, I know uh, it's very, we'll... very grueling. It's grueling that. The librarians are very, very into it though. If you have a school librarian, say hey to her from me or him from me. That'd be good. That'd be excellent. Well, thank you, Izzy, and hopefully get you back soon. Thank you. Au revoir. I would really prefer if you would be quiet. Thanks so much to Izzy for answering Emmett's very important question. And of course, for starting the campaign for flats to now be known as Bunga Highs, which I would definitely back. It's it's very important. I think that is a change that the planet needs. Uh, Emmett, I do hope you're happy with your answer. And if not, please do say it as quietly as possible into a box that then gets put on a rocket and sent into space so absolutely no one can hear it. Thanks. Izzy's book Blackbeard's Treasure will be out in January and you can pre-order it online now at the link I'm going to pop in the podcast blurb and her first children's book The Unstoppable Letty Peg is also absolutely amazing it's brilliantly funny um, it's historically accurate too and it's all about a roller skating suffragette who knows jujitsu I would totally totally recommend it um, and if you have a question that you need answering particularly any Halloween ones then get your rusty chicken need dollops I'm sorry grown-ups to help you email them uh, into us at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk if you fancy coming to our live show at the south bank center on october the 26th then do grab tickets fast as there's not many left and your grown-ups can do that at southbankcenter.co.uk or in the link in the podcast blurb and of course you can check out our shows and grab our t-shirts at comedyclubforkids.co.uk oh wait hang on maybe i've told emmett to send his complaints into space if he doesn't like the answer but maybe i'm in space 
That could be why everything's so quiet. But then, why am I not floating? I just can't figure this out. I've tried talking in a high-pitched frequency. I've listened out for monsters. I've even checked to see if someone's stolen all the noise, but clearly not, as I can do this. And it's fine. No one's got me or anything. So why on earth is everything so quiet? It's making me very, very angry. Oh, whoops. Oh, it turns out I was in the cupboard. <laughs> oh, I must have fallen asleep in there while I was putting my uh, my clean clothes away. Oh, well, that is that is very embarrassing. Uh, I'm sorry, everyone. Sorry, everyone. I guess we can make loads of noise now and it's absolutely fine. Everyone? H Hello? Farting animals? Linda? Linda? Why am I floating? Issa, this is Mission Control Houston. Please call station for a voice check. Uh-oh. Bye! You have been listening to Comedy Club for Kids Presents. Radio Nonsense! Radio Nonsense! Radio Nonsense! Radio Nonsense! Radio Nonsense! It's the end.